and welcome to another episode of Skeezy D's. Um, today we're going to be doing a funky fucking sick weird game episode basically. So we're going to be looking at one of the games that I've purchased and I'll just kind of be kind of be talking through I'll talk through the like mechanics of the game and then I'll get into some of my reckons on it I'll probably do the reckons as I do the mechanics this isn't exactly structured I haven't figured out how to get the sticky notes on the windshield yet they keep falling off so the game is called 1862 mania in the east counties I think it might be rail mania in the east counties I'm not entirely sure um, this is one of those insane boxes where on the box they straight up just admit like oh yeah no nah, this will take you like six to seven to eight hours to finish which is always an insane proposition for a board game um, either you're talking multiple nights or one really long day and one really long day for one board game is a big ask. Um, probably the most famous day-long board game is Twilight Imperium, which I have been very blessed to have two games of this year. Um, really hoping I can get another one done between now and the end of next year. Could be a rare occurrence. So. 1862, as you might be able to intuit, it's an 18xx game, or as we know them, a train game. These ones, so for the uninitiated, a train game is a game where the players themselves are entities um, in the game. Um, I'm probably not describing this in the easiest to understand way. You, the, the, the way you track points, the way you win the game, is by having the most personal money. Now, this personal money, depending on the 18xx game, but usually it's a combination of stock value and personal cash players have at the end of the game. Now, 1862... Um is set in East Anglia, which is sort of like that little weird knobby bit um, in the east of the bottom of England. The map is crazy. It's just, it's all cities, and almost every single city has its own bespoke rail company. Now, I can't quite remember the specific company starting up rules, but I think you might not be able to like put a station in any of those cities unless either there's an extra open station slot or you've started the company linked to that city. Um, so I think there's 18 total cities, uh, cities, 18 total companies in the game, but only 16 are in each um, 
game that's run by people. Um, this is the only element of randomness in the game beyond starting player order. All the rest of it is played out through mechanics. And boy, are there some fucking mechanics. Um, so when you're laying out the game, you first you choose what 16 companies are going to be set up. Then you lay them out in three zones. And basically these indicate how soon those companies become available. I think it's the first eight companies are available straight away. After that, there's like... I think it's, it's either four and four or six and two companies or maybe it's the first six are available straight away then there's the second six um, then there's the last four uh, it's some variation of it but most of them are available at the start and then you get a little relief package and then you get the final top up um, this is once again to sort of make it so that each start of the game is different and it adds to its replayability which a game that takes eight hours long having replayability I don't know that's a very interesting take but it does mean that there's lots of um, variety in the starting setup lots of interesting scenarios that can come to pass once you've laid out those companies you assign them a permit there are three types of rail in 1862. Most train games, there will be a single type of rail company, and then you might have private companies which very rarely interact with the actual map. Not so in 1862. Not so at all. Um, in 1862, um, There are three types. So there's, first off, there's Express. Express is the closest to what most other 18xx games have. Um, they're trains that go from one point to another. They must include a token from their running company's um, Bushelhorns. They must include at least one station company from the station, from the company that's running them. Uh, they go from point to point, they skip over the little small cities. They don't collect any money from them. Um, and importantly, they can visit the off-map points. Um, so these are really good if you can trace a route from one off-map point to another off-map point with a couple of cities in between pretty helpful um, generate a little bit of dosh the next one is local trains which have an interesting mechanic so they can't go off map but they count all the pips which are basically in this one every gap where there isn't a city there's a pip um, and the pips give them a nominal amount of cash now this means that whereas the express trains want to have a route from one off-map to another off-map, the local trains want to have a really long stretch of no city between their stops, so they can collect a lot of money on that stretch of open area. 
there's like one main stretch of open area so if you were planning on running a local company you'd probably want to really secure that particular stretch um, now the last ones are the weird ones and they're the ones that are like aha everything is completely different so they're local and express trains you count the city dots and that's like so a train will have a number it'll be like a I think there's they go from two to three four five six seven eight whatever um, you count the dots the, the cities um, so a two train can go from one city to another that's it beautiful freight trains count hex sides crossed now this confused me a lot when I first started um, running through it by myself trying to figure out how it all fit together because I thought it was hexes and so I got really confused with the like there's like a one train and I'm like so does it just collect money from like the place it is no it just crosses one hex border so the freight trains don't quite have the range that the express trains or the local trains have what they do is they don't count normally my understanding is they count the city they start in the tile they finish in and then there is a set amount I think it's maybe 20 money for each hex between the start and finish point now they can visit the off-map areas and if they visit a port off-map area they increase the amount of money for each spot visited by like 10 per spot or something like that um, they can make mondo bucks and what you can do is you can chain the freight trains so if you have a one train a two train and a three train you can actually make a six freight train by sort of linking them together um, so that's quite an interesting mechanic the other difference from a lot of others is in this one there's two ways to start a company you can either start a company with like a parliamentary grant or you can start a company with your own goddamn money um, starting a company with a parliamentary grant basically you get more money to play around with at the start um, you've got a set number of stations you can place um, yeah whereas with uh, starting the companies on your own you can choose to have more stations so a bit more map control um, and I think they generate a little bit more money but you need a lot of money to start them up honestly kind of forgetting those rules at the moment because um, they're pretty involved now one of the core mechanics of the game one of the ones that makes it interesting and one of the ones it, it's like a, a mechanic that kind of abuses the fact that there's all these different companies in the game is you can do company mergers if you own the majority of the stock of two different companies you can merge them which means that basically one of those companies gets disestablished the other company takes over all its stations, all its trains, all its treasury 
um, and stock gets distributed out based on the previous ownership. Um, so if you had one share in both companies, so one share each in both companies, when the stock merger happens, you would have one share in the new company, which would be valued at higher than the value of at least one of both of the old shares. Um, so basically, this mechanic also allows you because um, if you merge two companies that have different train licenses, they can run both of those trains. Now, the interesting thing is, and the thing that makes it really um, engaging from like a track building perspective, is each train route needs to include, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure this is how it works, but it needs to include the home city of whatever company is operating it. Now that's fine and dandy, but also you can only count each scoring point area thingy once, no matter how many trains you've got. So that means that, for example, with local trains and express trains, the express trains can collect from the off-map areas in like one city in the area, and then the local trains take over the other cities that got that got sort of like skipped over by the route, and also the local belt, the like local um, cities, the, the small pips. And then you can have a freight train, which isn't collecting based on the distance, uh, isn't collecting based on the, um, the cities, but based uh, but, uh, blah, 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 but collecting based on the distance travel. So you can have all three train, different types of trains running, if you've planned it out correctly, if you've got the right routes, if you've got the right stations, um, you can have this sort of network going that's maximizing these three different types of trains. Um, yeah, and you keep going until you break the bank, I think, which can take quite a while. Um, the other really special feature, well, unique feature, would be London. Um, I think there's four, yeah, there's four areas on it, but you need to put a station in London to visit London. Um, it's counted as like an off-map area, um, and you've got to kind of give up one of your turns placing a station, or maybe even track building as well, just to put a token in London. Um, but London gives you lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of cash. Um, so it's well proper worth it. There's a couple of stations, a couple of stations, there's a couple of companies that start sort of like in this area between London and um, the ocean, so like this, this port off-map area. Um, and those are, if you can get one of those companies and people don't mess with you too much, you manage to get a London to ocean connection. That's pretty bank, um, but the opportunity cost there is there's like lots of open spaces where people can be building local networks, but also those express and freight networks on top of them. 
Um, so while your short game would be good, you'd need to get something on the other side of the map to be able to fully um, compete later on in the game. Um, this also depends on like your personal ownership of the company, because if someone else just buys up some stocks in the company and you do well, well, they're doing well as well. So, meh. Um, as for the review, it's definitely got a lot of really interesting mechanics in it. Um, I love the company structure and all that works. I don't enjoy that it's a freaking eight hour game. Um, makes it basically unplayable. Based, like pretty much, uh, there's like the, the 18xx group. I've got to build them up so that they're ready for this game. There's like one member in there, I think, who'd be willing to go head first. Um, and there's another that I can build up, but I've got to get down. Anyway, sh shop for listening if you made it this far through fucking train description. <laughs>